0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Yesterday we were talking about the halakha of, a, of an oven. And here's a picture just in, in front of you. The It's a vast structure and with a fire burning in the middle and perhaps a pot on top of it. And we learned that we're not going to put a pot on top of it or perhaps even next to it to keep warm on Shabbat. As we jump into the third Mishnah of the chapter, actually the third Mishnah of the third chapter, the third of the third, we're going to look at a similar sort of situation. A not nimbe <inaudible> We're not going to place an egg at the side of a boiler. So this is not a this is not an oven, this is a boiler, but it's a hot heat source. gel <laughs> is to well, it's to, to form a roundness, literally. And most people translate it as lightly cooked. And we're not going to break it into the, a cloth, although raviosi permits and we're not going to cover it in hot sand or in road dust for it to be roasted so we're using different derivatives we're not cooking directly on shabbat but we're using different derivatives of heat sources to just mm, cook a little bit on shabbat and the, this question of breaking the egg into a cloth why we're not going to do that is, is not at all obvious. And I wanted to bring you the Bar who is himself quoting the Talmud. and He says, breaking it into a cloth, Lo al sudar b'chama. He shouldn't crack it on wrapping that was warmed by the sun in order that it should be roasted by it. For we decreed that toldot chamad derivatives of the sun are like derivatives of heat the question in this mishnah seems to be and the same by the way applies to hot sand or road dust the question seems to be okay we know that we're not going to cook directly on shabbat we're not going to cook indirectly by putting an egg next to a hot thing like a water boiler what if we cooked using the energy from the sun rather than the energy from a fire. Can we do that? And Rabbi Yossi seems to permit it, by the way. Rabbi Yossi seems to permit using the energy from the sun to cook. But we, as you might, we don't, we don't follow Rabbi Yossi. Or we don't cook using solar energy on Shabbat the mission is going to continue with different, another, we're going to, we're segueing now into different other kinds of energy. And the people of Tiberias once started to pipe cold water through the hot springs. There are hot springs in Tiberias. So they're not using solar energy, they're using ground energy. To heat up their water. They brought a pipe of cold water through a branch of the hot springs. The sages said to them, if you do this on Shabbat, it, I mean, they basically the sages said, look, don't think you can do this. Just like we're not going to cook with sun energy we're not going to cook with ground energy either if it happened on shabbat it's like hot water heated on shabbat you can't wash with it you can't drink with it classic halacha that we know for hot water on shabbat B'yom tov, if it's on a festival it's like water heated on a festival Asarimbrichitsa. You can it's forbidden for washing but permitted for drinking. The difference between a festival and a Shabbat is that on festival we can cook. So we can heat stuff up on a festival for cooking. What about another kind of um, uh, another kind of indirect heat? This is a mulyar, mulyar hagaruf. This is a mulyar which has been raked out from its ashes. We do drink from it on Shabbat. But an Antiqui seems to be different. Um, antiqui. An antiki is something we don't drink from. Now, what is the difference? I mean, we don't really know what a muliar is or an antiki. None of this seems to make much sense, actually. And I could not find you a picture of them. But they are described in the Gemara and the commentators. And the Gemara asks, we're on page, we're in the Bavli now in Shabbat. What is a mulya? It's a tana. Mine bifnim vegecholim b'bachutz. Waters on the inside and coals on the outside. It seems to be some kind of um, hot water heater that you load up with, it's basically, it's a double skin. So in the the middle skin, you've got your water and then the outer skin is holding some coals and you light your fire in the coals on the outer skin and you heat up your water. And then remember the Mishnah talked about it being cleared of its ashes. So we've cleared it of ashes before Shabbat and we put it to one side and we're going to drink from it on Shabbat. It's a bit like an urn that's been turned off. We're going to drink from it on Shabbat. What about the Antiqui? The Mishnah says we're not going to drink from the Antiqui. and the uh, you know the Gemara says, look, an antiki, even if it's swept and covered with ashes, one can't drink from it because its copper heats it. And the antiki, I brought you Jastro on the on the source sheet. Jastro says an Antiqui, well, it might mean a vessel suspended between fireplaces, but he the Gemara focuses actually on his second definition a metal vessel suspended within a cauldron like vessel it seems to be the same kind of the same kind of structure that we've discussed before with the Mulya it's um, it's a cauldron that's held in some kind of metal furnace and the space underneath is filled with coals and Rav Nachman teaches that we don't drink from it because it's copper seems to retain the heat so well that we feel as if we're, we're still cooking on Shabbat. Something like that. It's not quite clear, but th- 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 there is a concept of, if you like, it's, we're cooking on Shabbat because it's just directly related to the fire. And this is the subject of the final Mishnah, which we're going to look at today. A kettle which was, rem- which was basically emptied. So we've taken this kettle off the stove. We seem to have we taken it off before Shabbat, by the way. The question is, well, the, the Mishnah says, So you've got this hot kettle that you've taken off the stove. We're not going to pour cold water in it to heat up the water. We're not going to pour cold water in to heat up the cold water. But we could pour into it in order to cool it down. You can cool down hot liquid by pouring in cold water. You can't heat up water. And similarly, we're not going to put spices into a pan or a pot that was just taken off the stove. This would have, you know, we talk about a Kli richon. This would have the status of a Kli Rishon, a, a, a vessel that has been, a vessel that has just been used for cooking. That has been taken directly off the stove. We're not going to put spices into it because we're going to be cooking the spices. But, but aval notenhu l'toha kara, l'toha tamchui. We could put it into a dish or some, a tamchui is a vast casserole, actually. It's a vast, bit like a soup kitchen kind of thing. It's a vast casserole, and this the assumption is that this is this is, if you like is a second derivative of the fire. It's a dish that's just holding hot food, and we can stir spices in here because it's got the stages of a cliche ni rather than a cliche. And Rabbi Yudah closes by saying, actually, you can put spice into anything except something that contains vinegar or brine. He has an idea that vinegar or brine heats up, uh, uh, heats and cooks. And um, chemically, he's right. Vinegar or brine does have a a, um, a chemical effect uh, similar to cooking. But practically speaking, the halakha as in all of these Mishnayot, the halacha does not follow Rabbi Yehuda. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.